0: We will return to our regularly scheduled program. Please stand by for further details.
1: We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
0: Hello and welcome to episode number two of Tyler and Lynch on Standby. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Once again, as a reminder, please rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment, like, thumbs up, any sort of feedback we need, all the validation uh, we can get. The, uh, the first episode went well. It was yeah, fun.
1: It did. Although somebody said that I don't
0: blink. You don't blink?
1: Yeah, which is now I'm self conscious about <laughs> blinking.
0: You've, we don't do a lot of on camera stuff. No. This is relatively new. You should blink. You have uh, the driest eyes uh, this side of the Mississippi, apparently. And you think it's a nerves thing? You think you're nervous a little bit? Yeah, a
1: little bit nervous. And bit. hand placement. That's another thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have small hands. I just noticed that. Uh, quick update. Uh, still no no call on the standby line, which means we still don't yeah. have a radio job. We're still waiting, so hopefully that'll come soon. Also, haven't heard from Chad Kroger yet. Nope. Um, but the Nickelback guarantee is still on the go. I'm sure that we will get him on the uh, very soon. Absolutely promise it will happen. Um, <laughs> Also, keep sending your emails in, Tyler and Lynch at gmail.com. we got a couple voice memos coming up in the show. We're going to discuss edibles. we got a good edible story coming. Yeah. And uh, a little bit more information on Lynch's small town. We actually got some email reactions, though, to the first episode. You want me to read a couple? Yeah, sure. The first one says, uh, from Landon, subject, Lynch's crisscross pants phase. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we talked. You wore your pants backwards like crisscross? Yeah, I did. And uh, he said, can you also go into uh, Lynch's heavy Garth Brooks phase? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know
1: exactly which Landon this is.
0: I, I'm assuming it's a Landon who knew you when you yeah, were young?
1: Landon Cameron is his name.
0: Okay. So Did he email? Yeah, he emailed and he said, uh, you used to wear a lot of plaid shirts, cowboy boots, and Stetson hats. Was this a real phase in your life, the Garth Brooks
1: fashion phase? I went through a couple different fashion phases. Um, one, of course, being the crisscross. But yes, when I moved to uh, my small town of Boisevain, Manitoba... Um, I did get into the country phase. I did have the plaid shirts, um, wore the hat, the the boots, everything.
0: And yeah, thanks a lot, Landon, for bringing that one up. We got Lil Nas X over here.
1: (laughs) That wasn't the only phase that I went through. I went through a couple.
0: Well, let me keep going. Landon went on. He said, I think his phases went from crisscross to Skateboarding Heavy with Jeremy Hammond. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you went through a skateboard. a hacker phase? A
1: hardcore skateboard phase. Yeah, I did. I did Can do that. Can you skateboard? I used to kind of be able to skateboard.
0: Okay. And then it says then to uh, Full-Blooded Clint Black, which I <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much the Garth Brooks phase.
1: Yeah, that was. He missed out a phase in there, though, too. Uh, he missed out on my Tray phase um, from Boys in the Hood, where I'd wear silk shirts a lot.
0: Okay, well, that's cultural appropriation. So, so popular not, movie,
1: like the fashion, so, yeah.
0: I can't say anything. We all made bad fashion choices when we were young. I was a big fubu hat guy. You wore fubu hats? Yeah, yeah, a yeah, big fubu hat guy, and just, like, down to the left was always my side. I, I, fubu, that way. <laughs> oh, my <one>. God, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely did, the, like, the pants halfway down your legs. The...
1: Okay, and you're making fun of me for doing the crisscross phase? That's worse. <laughs> Where your butt is hanging out of your drawers?
0: Yeah, but then you have jail boxers on. You look cool.
1: You look cool. Yeah, you look real cool. Okay, you were just lipping off me for wearing the crisscross jeans backwards, man. I think that's way cooler. At least my pants were up. Yeah, they were backwards, but they weren't hanging down my pants.
0: Like, really, man? Why don't we just agree to never do this again? Well, I, that, Any of those fashion, like, No, if, if none if of those fashion. If they make a we're never going to pull them off again. Let's not even try. No. Let's just keep it clean and simple. Thank God there's no more crisscross. I think you should bring the crisscross back. I really do. We get another message. Uh, This one's from uh, Ryan. And this was kind of an apology from the first episode. It said, oh, my God, the turkey story. That's the, the subject line. It says, oh, my God, the freak show from Fright Nights. The monsters of Schlock are amazing, and I'm surprised you didn't like them. I've worked at Fright Nights with them for nine years, and they can be a lot—like, really a lot. They do hold numerous Guinness uh, Book of Records, and one's a science professor at the University of Guelph. Surprisingly, I promise that giving these guys a second shot coming up on air will be a thousand percent worth it. I need to apologize. I was so mean. You to were the very show harsh. Guy. For absolutely no reason. You can go back and listen to the whole story. We had a live turkey in the studio if you missed it. And there's this also this guy who's swallowing a drill bit. It was insane. And yeah, I was so mean for no reason. I don't know. Maybe I get mean when I'm nervous? Is that a thing you've noticed about me? I don't know what it was. I don't know.
1: Like it, that's gotta be a hard job to do, man. You're putting like a sixteen inch drill bit down your
0: throat. Right. Just to, like, to entertain Like, could you do us? that? Just to entertain us. And I'm mean for no reason. I apologize, freak show person. You can come on the show. You can you could put the drill down your throat again and swallow a sword and drink fire or whatever you want to do. Uh, we appreciate your entertainment. I know you have a good heart, and this is all for the best reasons. Uh, and it reminded me of a situation that I found myself in. I went to Cirque du Soleil one time, and it was like the big tent show. And literally, the person is balancing on a chair, like a wooden chair like this, and they have it like on one leg... And then it's on a swinging pendulum in the sky. And then on top of that, he put like a flat piece of almost like plywood. Okay. And then a bowling ball. And then was standing on one foot on the bowling ball, on the swinging pendulum, on the balance chair, floating in the sky, well juggling. Jeez. Right? And I was like, this is fascinating. And then I looked to the person beside me, and they're not clapping. And I was like, what do you? what does this person have to do to get a clap? You know, they're I, risking their life for your entertainment. And you can't give them just a... I kind of get it. Why?
1: What do you mean, why? I don't, I don't want to be the person who claps and throws the concentration <laughs> off
0: and then that guy
1: goes falling down.
0: Right. That's a good point. You don't want to be the Cirque du Soleil murderer. Yeah, Have exactly. you watched any of these Cirque du Soleil shows? Have you they're done They're insane. Any of
1: them? Yeah. They're absolutely insane.
0: I like... How do you take it any farther? You know, like you look at the current shows... You know, probably like pre-pandemic, I guess. I'm sure they're not running right now. But it's at this level of like, how, more, how much more intense can this get? Like, where, where do the Cirque du Soleil stunts go next?
1: That's the thing, man. The last one I saw involved rain. rain. It was like water falling from the sky. And they were doing those types of stunts, balancing on extremely slippery surfaces. And it's like, what, what else are you going to throw at these people? Are you going to electrocute them next? Like, what's gonna happen?
0: You can just throw a toaster in there. It's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, 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 good yeah. luck. Have fun. <laughs> Rain. That reminds me of the Christina Aguilera dirty music video. Anyway, sorry, I just need a moment to myself here. All right. You good? You're- good memories. The final moment okay. we got uh, there's a bunch that came in once again to Lynch at gmail.com, but we got one from Marcus. It just says subject piss jugs. Okay. Yeah, we, that was a big uh, Tyler topic. Lynch branded piss jugs probably coming soon, but I have an idea for an update based on this story. It says, uh, "When I was working for this brewery, I had to do a lot of long, long hauls to uh, small Albertan towns, and when you're on the road, you know, growlers, 64 ounces, uh, wide mouth, brown in color, sealable." So there were times where I was in my talk rushing to a meeting and have no time to stop. I also didn't want to ask when I got to the meeting, hey, I've had to piss since I hit the road. Would you mind if I take a leak real quick, especially considering I'm usually just on time, which I totally get that. It's weird to like roll up to an event and be like, hey, I need to use the bathroom. But after a long drive, you need to use the bathroom. But it just feels like a bad like, Why, though? I don't know. It feels like a bad business move to be, like, walking in and just be like, hey, can I use your bathroom immediately? I get it. I'd rather hold it. I've come so close to peeing my pants in meetings. I just can't. So, so you'd I, I, rather get, have I get that, how weird it is.
1: You'd rather have that feeling of almost peeing your pants and doing
0: that weird pee dance Yeah, I'm. I'm to ask if you can use the washroom? I'm a home peer. I'm a home bathroom person, okay? That's my preferred place. It reminded me, though, do you remember when my brother was in town visiting and uh, I brought him over to your place and... <laughs> Oh, the bidet incident. I have a bidet in my bathroom. I told
1: uh, Tyler's brother about this, and I haven't seen anybody so excited to run to the bathroom and close the door and use it.
0: Well, yeah, it was like, you didn't, we didn't know. I had never met your brother before. Yeah, I had never met him before. He's in the place. The bidet is in your, like, your en suite bathroom. Yes. Which already means he went into your bedroom, which is... There's a bathroom not in the bedroom. He didn't have to use that one.
1: But he heard about the bidet.
0: Right. Goes in there, doesn't tell anybody, just comes out and goes, love the bidet. And we're like, oh. ugh. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, you did not use my bidet. <laughs> he's just a weird dude. I love my brother very much, but he's just a little weird, right? Like, he's, a, he's an engineer. He's very smart. He's the smart one. We started a club called the Dumb Sibling Club. Because I think we both fall into that category. Uh, He's an engineer with the Department of National Defense, which is, like, just horrifying for our country to a little, like... (laughs) You know, you you have all these stories about your siblings when they're young and dumb, and now you're like, that guy has the nation's secrets? Okay, he's got top security clearance. It's insane. He could walk into the cockpit of an airplane. When he was, like, 14, I made him wear a parka and a hockey helmet and hit a bee's nest with a stick. He got stung 18 times. Now he's in charge of our country's security. That's
1: maybe I, I didn't really give him clearance for my bathroom, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> Move. That's the message. Marcus goes on, though. He said, so he's got the growlers, yep. the big ones. That's a pretty good piss jug. Yeah, I agree with that. He said, so I drop trousers to the ankles so I could still drive and shimmy up to the edge of the seat. Then, you know, I do my business. It's 64 ounces, and you never uh, have to worry about overflowing, which would be... Yeah, big problem. Yeah, it would be. So, all good so far. Here's where it gets a little interesting. He said, Now, Calgary winters can be pretty cold. And one time I forgot that I had a jug in the back seat. When I returned to my truck, I noticed that one of the jugs had exploded. Jeez. All over the back seat like a Coke can in the cold. Oh my God. Yeah. So, an exploded, frozen piss jug. All over the backseat of his truck. Now, he said, luckily, frozen pea chunks are easy to toss out the window before they melted. <laughs> so he's just there, yeah, just picking up chunks of frozen pea and throwing it out the window.
1: Well, I guess, you know, that's better than getting your car detailed afterwards.
0: Yeah. It's kind of just... It's a much it easier off. cleanup, but frozen oh. i mean is that urinating in public does that count if you're throwing frozen chunks of your own urine out a window is that urinating in public that's
1: the case there actually
0: right like i don't know i mean you're not exposed which i think is the problem with urinating in public right i mean and it's pee yeah i yeah. guess there's a lot of problems it's, with it but it's,
1: that's just disgusting and every it's just thought. single way Marcus. is gone. that
0: urinating in public let us know in the comments section or send an email to tylerlynch at gmail.com. I think it does provide an update for our own personally branded piss jugs, though. Okay, yeah. Uh, We have to make them clearly insulated. Yes. The perfect piss jug would be insulated. Wide mouth, scented on the inside like a laundry container, as we already discussed, and then just Tyler and Lynch on it. You could throw it in the back seat when it's full. You don't have to worry about it exploding in the winter. And, uh... Big business. It is. It's, it's, it'll be coming up on the website The merch so. is coming soon. Yes. Yes. Uh, big thank you to uh, 604 Records for allowing us to use their space again. The comedy here off in Podcast Network. Uh, there's tons of great show. We've got producer Alexi. Alexi, you actually have a microphone. Say hi. Hi. There we go. There. Hey. Off camera, but now you know who's producing the show. Uh, and we'll be sure to, I'm sure, chime in whenever you want. You have better stories than we do. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Please, <laughs> do. Please do. Please do. We need all the help we can get. Um, and maybe you have an edibles experience. I don't. We never talked about this. Are you a weed person? I used to be. used to be a weed person. Okay. So we're going to let you think about an edible story. We've got a couple here. Just, you had a bit of an incident last night. Yeah, you I'm a little tired today. Lynch is a little tired.
1: Uh, what happened at
0: your building yesterday?
1: So I decided to unwind because yesterday yeah. was a busy day. Right. And I uh, took an edible. Um, and I don't do this often. Like, I'm not like a weed guy. Like, I, you're... What, what do you mean, give me that look
0: for? not a weed guy. I'm not a weed guy. Okay. You have to admit there was a period where... Oh, you there was a period. Yeah, 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 there okay. was a period where I yeah, was like an extreme weed there guy. There was a period, you told me, growing up where you had a bong room in your house. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay, We'll, we'll okay. get to that. Okay. But
1: la- last night, I decided, you know, I'm going to unwind. I'm going to have an edible. Haven't done one of these things in a while. And I uh, started, like, kind of tripping out a little bit too hard to the point right. where I was, just, like, uncomfortable. You know, you get that... Feeling where it's like, oh my God. So I went and laid down and turned the TV on and started watching Best in Show. Right. And all of a sudden, the fire alarms in my building go off. (laughs) And I'm on the 30th floor. So I'm like, kind of like freaking out again. And I kind of look down and there's fire trucks all over the, the street. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so when I'm like pondering back and forth in my room, walking around saying, do I need to go? Should I stay here in bed? Should I keep watching Best in Show? What should I do? And so I ended up going down gingerly the stairs because I was still tripping hard. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even sure if the fire alarm was a real thing at that point, but the fire trucks kind of confirmed it for me. And as I'm walking down the, the stairwell, there's all these people starting to back up behind me because it's not a very big stairwell. And I'm just like, what the hell? Okay, I can't go any faster. I don't want to trip and fall. So finally get down to the bottom of my building, where everybody is there, and that's when the trip really hit me. <laughs> where I was just like looking around, I'm like, everybody here knows and let's how just go, messed up I am right let's now.
0: Let's just go over the thirty flights of stairs. Yeah, like that's that's a haul. It I mean, is a hall. We're far from fitness experts, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> my idea of a hard workout is McDonald's and then a good session in the Play Place. You know, cut some weight there. But 30 stories, well-tripping balls on edibles, and then you got to stand in a mass group, which in the middle of a pandemic is freaky enough, but yeah. what are you supposed to do when the whole building is getting evacuated?
1: And I'm freaked out. It freaked the snot on me, so no more edibles for me for a while.
0: And then you had to climb back up the stairs?
1: Uh, we had to wait in the lobby for 45 minutes, <laughs> because then the fire department gets to turn the elevators back Can on. Can I just
0: describe what you're like when you're on edibles, though? Because like, I've been around you on edibles a lot. Okay. Well, we go camping quite a bit. And your favorite hobby is a 10 a.m. camping edible before you crack into the alcohol while well camping. Yes. And then Lynch just spends the whole morning while everybody else is doing camp breakfast and stuff, just like silently doing activities outdoor by himself that are not useful. Like what do you mean, is, they're, not, they're useful. not useful. Like you. Like I can't move too much here, but like there was a, you just like you have these solar panels and you just like slowly move the solar panels around all morning just so they're getting enough sun so you can plug in your bluetooth speaker later you there was a point where you're just sweeping the ground do you remember that the last yeah I,
1: I like to have upkeep in he's my using campsite a giant
0: twig from a tree and he's sweeping the dirt just around the campsite like you just fidget you have your wagon with all your camping supplies and you're just like rolling it around. You're going through all your camping bins. You're like, oh, I got this knife. You, like, you just fidget for like two hours straight. I
1: get things done.
0: Yeah. That's what it is. I yeah, get really things useful. done. Silently. I, I, I use
1: the branch to clear off and make the patterns look nice on the ground in the
0: dirt. <laughs> and there's things like that. Is is this normal? Like, this is a... Like,
2: it sounds like something my dad would do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay,
0: your dad sounds like a good man. Old Man Lynch, it all, it all makes sense. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I have a good time. I'm by myself. I'm not bothering anybody. And plus, I'm making the place look good. Also, I don't know if you're going to be thrilled that I'm throwing this out there, but you're also uh, every once in a while mushroom user. Yeah. How, how often? You, it seems like... I haven't done months. it in a while. It's been a while? Yeah, but
1: you can always tell if, I, if
0: I'm doing them.
1: By my posts that I put on uh, like Instagram and stuff like that, yeah. I, get pretty, I get pretty artsy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's always like Lynch's whole Instagram is like poorly cropped photo, poorly lit photo, something he stole from my Instagram, and then it'll be like a, a moody cemetery picture, and you're like, "Oh, I know what Lynch is doing." Lynch is having a oh, weekend. Oh, he's having a mushroom trip yeah, yeah, in the forest. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a picture of the woods in the dark. Oh, well, Lynch is out there searching for Slenderman. Um, we got a voicemail about edibles. I threw it up on my Instagram asking you to send in a voice memo. Uh, Deanna sent this story, in, and it's got a, a pretty wild twist at the end. You haven't heard it yet.
2: Okay, so about four years ago, um, I took a capsule that was 100 milligrams 100. Uh, infused with coconut Whoa. oil, and I dumped it out, and I put it on a cookie. I didn't put all of it on a cookie, but pretty much all of it on a cookie. 100 milligrams um, on one I cookie. About an hour in, I started to get really high, greened yeah. out. I was super pale and went to the bathroom, was feeling super sick. My boyfriend came in and we decided to start Googling how to get on high. Um, So he's (laughs) feeding me ground up pepper. I'm drinking lots of water. Then it says to take a shower, so I sat in the shower, and I threw up twice, so there's that.
0: In the shower. Um, finally. Pause for a second. Have you ever thrown up in a shower? That's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, like, you gotta, like,
2: force
1: the chunks or whatever <laughs> down yeah. with your foot or your hand.
0: I don't do good with bodily functions. That, that's but, uh, I, but you have to do it And you're using Like your toes yeah. And you're like
1: Trying
2: to No We're done know.
0: Yeah no I don't do good With that Oh, you of. brought it up I know I shouldn't have I'm sorry So she's thrown up In the shower Ready for the twist
2: Finally It started to subside After Three Four hours Went to bed Next day Probably still A little bit stoned Went to work At my new job By the end of the day I had gotten fired So <laughs> okay. I
0: started- we can relate to the got fired part. Yeah, we can. But that's a pretty horrible edible experience. A new job too? Yeah. Fired on the first day for oh. being that edible hangover where you just wake up and you're like, where am I? Well, that's their own
1: fault. Yeah. What are you doing taking 100 milligrams, man? That's I can't great. even handle 20.
0: Yeah, Look that's... what
1: happened to me last night. <laughs>
0: How many was it last 20? night? 20. Yeah, 100 is a lot. Jeez. Yeah, that's too much. Um... I feel like edibles are becoming more popular as, like, obviously weed becomes legal. And my mom was asking about edibles the other day. My mom has never been a big weed person, but she's uh, got into it a little bit more recently. Like, we didn't get to see each other at Christmas this year because of the whole pandemic. But Christmas last year, I went home, and uh, I was going to go smoke a joint on Christmas Eve. And she was like, I want some of that. And I was like, what? Like, this is the lady who, like... Very out of character. Okay, let's just put it at that. It's been years. So she smokes this joint with me. She has a good time. And then she continues drinking. She drinks two bottles of wine. Oh, God. She stubs her toe and breaks it. And then she blamed the weed. And I was like, do you not think maybe the two bottles of wine had anything to do with this? Like, this was the joint's fault? Like, you drank two bottles <laughs> of red wine, a shot of tequila rose, and Bailey's and coffee all day long. But that little puff off the joint's what broke your toe. but she took a break after that she was like okay i'm done and then she's got back into it uh, as of late my parents went through like a divorce and like she's just on this like finding herself venture and it's been very interesting she's got herself a vape pen now she's doing the vapes uh she doesn't smoke flour very often but she's getting into the edibles she's also got into mushrooms i'm not sure if she's gonna be thrilled about me Saying this in a public forum, but here we are. I'm sorry, mom. Uh, she started doing the mushrooms, uh, and she thinks she's going to do it every three months because she thinks it's a good reset. Okay. And I've heard it is from a lot of people, but I've honestly never done them, which is... Man, you're, your mom's more hardcore yeah, than you yeah, are. Yeah, my mom beat me to it. That's <laughs> so not cool. I know you have some in your freezer. We should do an episode where I do it. We could do that. Yeah, we're not on the radio. We're allowed to do this stuff. I've never performed high in any way, shape, or form. Like, I could never do the radio show high. I could never no, do this high God. or stand-up. I love weed, but what a horrifying idea. Just, like, a terrifying thought to be high right here, right now. But, like, it'd be fun if, like, that was the intention.
1: I don't know if it's fun for your first time to do it like this. Uh, Not in this environment.
0: Okay. What about your parents with weed? Were your parents, like, strict with weed? Like, I know yeah. you, you had mentioned your mom was looking into it.
1: But my dad was, like...
0: Which, by the way, let's shout out Barb, Lynch's mom. Barb, you were a saint if you're watching this. I love you very much, and I can't wait for our next Michael Bublé date. Wait, gonna, wait, gonna Michael take... Bublé? Don't even bring that up. That's my mom. That's our thing. Yeah, you guys go to Michael Bublé. But I I asked her if she would go to Michael Bublé with me, and we'll have a couple drinks ahead of time, and we'll get a limo... Uh, and what happened with that? Uh, you stood, I, her up. I you st- stood her up.
1: You stood her up, and my up, mom was is, pissed. No. I I didn't then, want to and then her I was like backup plan guy then. Uh, yeah. My mom's like, well, I guess we're going to go with you. I'm like, what do you mean you guess? <laughs> yeah. I, that was the plan in the first place. And you said, okay, to go with Tyler? Yeah.
0: What? What do you mean? You guess I bought the tickets.
1: <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, my, my mom and dad, uh, my dad, of course, he, my dad's a cop, so he did not approve of of weed at all. Right. And um, he. W-
0: oh, I remember you telling me when you were a kid that you put, you took the door panels off your car and yeah. you would hide the weed in there. And your dad still found it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hardcore. That's
0: a cop parent. It
1: was like inside this S10 truck that we had (laughs) and uh, put it in the door panels. My dad, I'm getting ready to go back into Winnipeg to a job that I was working there. And he comes walking up the sidewalk and I see in his hand, he's got my weed kit. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, Your kit, and no. everybody had a kit. Everybody had a kit. When you were in high school, yeah.
0: like, to hide all your stuff and try and, like, stop the smell. Like, you had your little scissors in there because you you couldn't find a grinder in your hometown. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you had, like, your little chopsticks or poker sticks to stuff those joints.
1: Yeah, there was, like, that hollowed Bic pen where yeah, you'd, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. use so you could hot plate. And all. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's, like, a, a like a socket from a ratchet set yeah. that you turn into a bowl piece <laughs> to shove into a Coke <laughs> bottle. We all had a kit.
1: We did. And he comes walking up the sidewalk with this thing in his hand. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is not going to go well. Right. And he's just like waving it in my face. What is this? What is this? And my mom, God bless her. She doesn't know any better. She's like, what is that? what is that your glasses case? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, and he opens it up and pulls out this big bag of weed. My mom's like, what is that? (laughs) Like she, like she doesn't know what the hell that is. It's a big bag of weed. It reeks. And my dad is like, I thought he honestly was going to take me out back and shoot me and just leave me in the woods. That's how angry he was. And I remember phoning my brother up, like as soon as I was on on the road and my brother and I told him, Hey man, dad just found the weed and the weed kit. And he's like, are you serious we're not gonna have any weed tonight that was his main thing was he was upset that my dad busted me with all that weed and he's like did you not hide it properly and i'm like yeah i took the door panel off the truck and put it in there he's like and he still found it i can't believe we don't have any weed tonight that's bull and yeah my dad not uh not
0: that's a, such an intense hiding spot like that's cartel level stuff you're pulling off door panels oh, and it in there like when i was a kid the first time i ever got caught Well, the first time I got caught doing anything like that, I was underage for was grade four. In grade four, I got suspended for smoking a cigar in the school bathroom. What? Yeah.
1: Grade four. What is wrong with you?
0: I just my friends had a cigar. Peer pressure. I don't. I don't know. Uh, And we smoked this cigar. And like, I can. It's a very small school, so like. They're not solid walls. They're like those like kind of divider oh, yeah, walls. Yeah. So like a cigar. That reeks. Yeah, like the whole school reeks of cigar. It was so stupid to smoke it in the bathroom. We just remember that song, "Smoking in the Boys Room. Yeah. And we were like, oh, perfect. That's, that's what you do. Uh,
1: so <laughs> Thanks a lot, Monica. We got
0: caught for that like immediately because we're idiots. And we got suspended. I went home. My parents did the whole like smoke a whole pack of cigarettes thing, which like puked my brains out. And then the next day... Uh, I was off school. My mom was pissed, but my dad was like, "Look, I don't really care. Just like, don't do that again." And then he like took me up for breakfast and brought me to the zoo. <laughs> and like, that's when you know that you're too young to be smoking is when like your idea of a good day off is the zoo. Still, like, you're <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't know if I needed that cigar. Now let's go look at the penguins. Um, so yeah, that was the first time. And then when I was in high school, I got busted for like weed and. I had a bunch of alcohol hidden in my room and stuff, but I was in the basement and I would hide it up in the, like the, the ceiling panel, the drop drop ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. But the, I forgot that like the house was under renovation and like the electrical panel was in my room, like in the closet. So like any electrical stuff they had to do during the renovations all had to go through my roof. So like my dad one day was like, can you get rid of this stuff up there? Like he'd been renovating the house for months. Like he just... And then they took it away. But they didn't really care. My parents were pretty chill, like, about all that kind of stuff growing up, which, yeah.
1: There was one place They're that we... They're not
0: cops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There was one place that we lived in. Um, there was, like, me, my brother, and a bunch of other buddies who we lived in this one place. And we ended up um, wanting to turn one of the bedrooms into our smoking room.
0: The bong room. The We, already, mentioned room. This. we already went over the bong room. No, Let's we, not talk about your roommate house. I have a better question. Let's talk kay. about your childhood house. Oh God. Because the childhood house. Jail. Lynch lived in jail. Did you know that? Because my dad was within the
1: RCMP, we lived in the barracks of the house. It was actually connected um the RCMP building and our house. And then there's a door between our like living area and the
0: office. And So there's just people on the other side of Lynch's yeah. bedroom wall that are just like in the drunk tank, a bunch of people with DUIs, like, sleeping next to Lynch's entire childhood. And, like, I would, I got brought home by
1: the cops a couple of times.
0: Your Remember, dad the, is the cops. I know, but <laughs> dad was <laughs> sleeping,
1: and this is, like, two in the morning. Cops bring me up to the door and knock on the door. Dad comes downstairs, looks at me, and just points to the, to the station is like, cells. Put them in the cells. So, I don't know how many nights I spent sleeping in the jail cells, Of the police station, where my bedroom was literally on the other side of the cells. And then my mom, in the morning, would feel bad. Saint, once again, Barb's a saint. And she would come in with breakfast and open that little door. (laughs) And she's like, here, I got some toast for you. Don't tell your dad.
0: So your idea of, like, getting grounded when you were a kid was literally going going to to jail. It was going
1: to jail. Where my room is right next door.
0: And no wonder you're, like... It's like, yeah, the door hiding spot is pretty intense, you know? That's that's Chrysler 300 flat brim hat level hiding spot yeah. for your weed when you're in high school. But... Your dad also like had the drug dogs. Like the drug dogs lived at your house. So the idea that you thought you could get away with it in general was astonishing. It was a
1: stupid idea. Yeah. Dumb plans growing up all the time. Like, we had, yeah, we had police dogs. My dad trained worried
0: them. Like oh, my brother might sniff it out or whatever. It's another when you have police dogs in your house.
1: My dad would. Do, <laughs> my dad would bring the dog inside and do a skirt of the whole place. And then just bring the dog back outside where the dog stays. Living with
0: police dogs must be crazy, because eh? you can't like treat them like pets. Like d- Big dog lover, I don't know if you know this, Lynch hates dogs. I love dogs. Lynch has rabies. Lynch has been bit by three... Did you know Lynch has been bit by three dogs in his life? like aggressively that's too many dogs right
2: it's too many way too many yeah, yeah two were like, police what?
1: dogs though that's the thing I don't what know did if you
2: we do should... <laughs> nothing <laughs> there are dogs
0: that's what I mean the dogs don't trust him, which means like you trust a dog's judgment Lynch has been bit three times I don't think we should trust Lynch also rabies he has rabies <laughs> I didn't... spread the word foaming a bit yeah yeah let everyone know Lynch has rabies actually this is very true it's sad actually we should start a, a GoFundMe for Lynch's rabies <laughs> But, like, you can't treat the police dogs like pets. Like the no. You have to treat them very different, right?
1: You're not allowed to have anybody over, like, with the dogs around at all. Right. Um, yeah, like, my dad was bit extremely aggressively uh, when he was training one of the dogs. It, actually, the dogs started going after my brother. And my dad, who was cleaning the pen out at the time, hit the dog with the, with the broom because it was going to attack my brother. And the dog turned on my dad. And ended up giving him, like, 80 stitches or something up, up his arm. God,
0: they're crazy. They're so, like, intelligent, though. They're like,
1: so well-trained, yeah, and I, it costs a lot of money to train these things. I
0: have a buddy who, uh, kind of a mutual friend, he's a, a SWAT officer in Toronto, I don't know if it's called SWAT in Canada, but that idea. Uh, And he's like the dog master for their like group. So he has the dog with him all the time. And just like, just the stories, like it's just always with him too. Like he'd he'd come over for like dinner or whatever. And and, like the dogs in the kennel, in the vehicle downstairs and not allowed to like, it's, it's crazy. It's weird. Yeah, when
1: You can't have people around with the dog, but it's, it's intense, man.
0: You know, what's more important about your small town? Tommy the Turtle. Oh, Growing God. up in jail is cool, but why don't you explain Tommy the Turtle the pride and joy of Boys Vane Manitoba?
1: So Tommy the Turtle is the town's mascot. And it is a massive... Small
0: towns are so (laughs) stupid that they're like, yeah, this big turtle is going to help bring in tourism.
1: On the south end of the town, so Boiseway straddles the border for the Canada-U.S. border in Manitoba, and right by the Peace Gardens there. And it's the first town that you hit, and the first thing you see when you come into the town is this, like, I would say 40-foot tall... Tommy the turtle holding American and Canadian flag. <laughs> and it's a massive painted turtle who's standing on his legs with his arms reached out holding flags. Now, the
0: reason it's there is because Boys Vane is home to the world's largest turtle derby. Which International
1: is Turtle Derby. International
0: Tower. Turtle Derby, which is a... People travel to Boys Vane to race turtles yep, every year. It's a
1: That's thing. <laughs> it is a thing where they put the turtles in this little corral and then there's like a... <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, And then they lift the, the corral thing up, and the turtles slowly, do because they're turtles, slowly race out towards <laughs> the end finish lines, and it, each race takes like 20, 30 minutes.
0: Maybe that's where your gambling problem came from. Lynch has been betting on the turtle derbies ever since he was six. <laughs> <They> actually,
1: <laughs> the way they do it too, is they have kids' rounds, so you can bet for the kids and, you, and back in the day you could win Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff and then for the adults <laughs> it was like turtle armor like for your car you <laughs> yeah, went all those turtle <laughs> yeah turtle wax and all that stuff so yeah those are the prizes and then you, when you get to the big finish on the on the Sunday that's when the cash prizes come into play that's amazing so yeah.
0: Alexi did you grow up here in Vancouver or where'd you grow up in Richmond in Richmond okay right <laughs> I think you told me that so you don't know this like whole small town statue thing?
2: Well, it's like weird. It's like a hybrid because Richmond does kind of have like a small town feel. Like there's weird things that happen out there. Right. But then it's also so close to Vancouver that it's a little bit of like best of both worlds. Right.
0: (laughs) We got a list here of like the dumb small town statues. Like they've set up these roadside like attractions and they think it's going to bring in tourism. But before we get to that, I want to play you the audio from Tommy the Turtle. I found it. You found it? Yeah, yeah. Because if you push the button on Tommy the Turtle, it actually talks. And I found this, like, it's kind of crappy, like, uh, cell phone audio. But you'll be able to under. You probably haven't heard this in so long. Hi, hey, boys and girls. My name is Tommy Turtle. And I am the biggest talking turtle in the whole wide world. I stand
1: over 22 feet high and I weigh more than 10,000 pounds. Yes, I am a very big turtle. I'd like to thank you, mommy and daddy, for bringing out your seat to me. And
0: if you'd like to get something to remember that you saw a Tommy, just come into
1: the tourist booth behind me. They've all kinds of great souvenirs. Tommy the Turtle <laughs> slinging merch. <laughs> there is a little oh, shack yeah. that is set up right beside Tommy the Turtle. <laughs> Do some merch one
0: year. <laughs> they sell merch for the talking oh, turtle. God. When, when the turtle goes, Tell your mommy and daddy, thank you. That creeped me out. Why
1: why does Tommy sound like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys?
0: I'm Tommy the Turtle. <laughs> we're not big fashion guys, but Alexi, would a Tommy the Turtle shirt be awesome? Your oh, fashion... Yeah.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, we gotta
0: get Tommy the Turtle shirts. That is... Oh my great. God,
1: I can't believe you found that audio. That's but great. I, can't,
0: I made a list, okay, of all these... these. And if you've ever been to these small towns in Canada, you know exactly what we're talking about. These like ridiculous roadside attractions. Number five. I'm going five to one. Okay. Least dumb to dumbest, okay? Okay. Uh, is the... Uh, the world's largest moose statue, which is in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Now, it makes sense for Moose Jaw to have a moose statue, um, but the story of the recent argument with Norway is what kind of makes this one dumb.
1: Yeah, the Norway argument was... Um, what happened there? So, Norway went and made a moose, moose sculpture with antlers that made their statue bigger <laughs> than the one in Moose Jaw, and Moose Jaw got pissed. <laughs> Like, they actually started, like, a GoFundMe to raise enough money to make their antlers on that moose off of number one highway bigger than the one in Norway.
0: And then they did it. They did they it. They updated it, and now it is still the world's largest moose. They were that upset that they lost that title. They I don't blame a GoFundMe. Them. There's not a lot going on at Moose Jaw. You know, hanging out with the moose statue, singing the Elliot Moose theme song.
2: That's, uh,
0: uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Burn barrels. Uh, <laughs> that's just... That's all there's going on there. So that, that's number five. Uh, and at number four is the world's largest Coke can. <laughs> also in Canada, in Portage, Manitoba. Yeah, Portage La Prairie. Portage La Prairie is the name of the town. Yeah. Uh, you've actually been to this one.
1: Oh, I've been to this one many times, many times. Why?
0: Well, uh, it's basically a silo. It is a big silo. It's, it's just no, a giant silo. There's nothing silo special. Painted like a Coke can, but it's the largest in the world.
1: It is. And that's, what the, that's a big claim to fame there.
0: Uh, why have you been there?
1: Because you pass there all the time, going to Winnipeg. Okay, you I don't know? know
0: the landscape. I haven't spent that much time. In There's Manitoba. a Seven Eleven there. Are you you stop for a everybody knows The back roads of Manitoba. It's not
1: a back road. Portage is right on Number One Highway. Uh, okay,
0: well, I didn't know. Sorry. God,
1: don't be making fun of Portage. I'm not making fun of Portage. And their Coke can. That's all I'm they got. I'm making fun of
0: you because you told me you used to go on booze cruises just yeah, to look so at these statues.
1: That was the best part about growing <laughs> yeah, up in a small yeah. town with so many small towns around with like different statues all over. We'd do booze cruises, and every time you go to a different like location, you'd chug a beer, and then on to the next one. There's a whole bunch. Don't drink and drive, we? No, we had a DD. We had a DD.
0: Did you, though? Be honest. We did. This is a long time ago. This is the a Statue while, of Limitations okay. is done. It was well, a different time, did you?
1: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes. Okay,
0: okay. Don't do it anymore. Obviously.
1: Backroads, Us. we did.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you used to, that's, that's how exciting growing up in small town is. Yeah. You drive around to look at big cans. Uh, in at number three is the world's largest sausage statue, which is in Mundare, Alberta. Um, it's exactly what it sounds. It's just a giant statue of a sausage I don't uh,
1: get that one. Why?
0: Uh, it's because they have a, like a, a really large Ukrainian okay. uh, population there. There's also like a I think it's Ver no not what's the name? I'm not going to remember the name. But there's another Alberta town that has like the world's largest u- Ukrainian egg.
1: Oh yeah, is that uh, Vermilion? No. Whatever it is. Whatever.
0: Yeah. uh, So there's a a few of those in that area of Alberta. But the world's largest sausage. I mean, what a thing to be known for as a town. Like, come see your big sausage. (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's just dumb. That's just dumb. Uh, This one's frustrating. It's in Kipling, Saskatchewan. Number two is the world's largest paperclip. Now, you know, the sausage has a little bit of meaning at least. There's a Ukrainian connection there. You know, you want your... Cubasa. Cubasa? Cubasa. kubasa. You want that. You know, you want your pierogies, you know, your sauerkraut, like it's part of your heritage. The paperclip has nothing to do with anything. I thought maybe, maybe like the town had a paperclip factory. And? Or. No, I did recently. There's nothing. It's, it's just want, a paperclip? They just wanted to have the world's largest something because they thought it would bring in tourism dollars. And the easiest one to build was. The paperclip. So shout out to Kipling Saskatchewan. Tourism dollars. Uh, I'm sure that's God. Get it together, Kipling. <laughs> get it together. Okay? What a horrible idea. Put in a, a factory that makes clips, something. <laughs> Sell some merch.
1: Do what Boysvane's doing. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Novelty paper clips, the huge ones. <sighs> or
0: oh, that should have went with like that annoying paperclip from Microsoft Word. Do you remember <laughs> with that? With the thing? eyes on it and, Yeah. And talk yeah to like, you? Did you remember to save? You're like, I, I wish I could stab you.
2: <laughs> you're like, you're
0: so annoying. I don't know. I'm not good enough at the computer to get you to go away, so I'm just going to keep dealing with you, but just know I really don't like you. That was a passionate amount of hate yeah, for was. that little annoying paperclip. Poor Kipling. Yeah. Uh, and then in at number one, for the world's dumbest or Canada's dumbest World statue records—that's a good name for the list—is uh, the uh, the world's largest cookie jar. Oh God! Which is in Deloraine, Manitoba. Another one that you used to booze cruise to. Yeah. And I love this one because it's it's nothing like it's it's the world's largest cookie jar. It's basically an electrical box painted like a, it's not that big. Like I no, saw not really. a picture of someone standing, but like it's probably only ten feet tall. I could dunk on it. Like, okay, and, all right. Know, I'm Back that sure up I a little bit. I'm I dunk on it. Like, and it just happens to be the world's largest cookie jar, but it's so stupid. It's an electrical box painted like a cookie jar for whatever reason, and if I had my pumps on, I could dunk on it. So get it together. Build a bigger cookie <laughs> Come jar. Come on, Deloraine.
1: You, know? you know what? Deloraine was like 15 minutes from Boy's Vane, so yeah. they're probably just jealous of Tom and the Turtle. Because it was so successful with tourism and everything. And it was, you know, the main feature. And they were like, we need a feature. A cookie jar. We could paint that paint that electrical box up. We
0: need a way to get the kids gambling. You know, <laughs> we don't have a turtle derby. We could do cookie rolls. <laughs> How many cookies are in this jar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take a guess. Five bucks. <laughs> How are we going to get the local VLTs pumped full of cash? we got to get these kids hooked now. <laughs> I was thinking, though. Because you know, if this all doesn't go well, we may have to move back to our towns. You know, Vancouver is very expensive. It is, and we both grew up in small towns. Uh, my town doesn't have a statue, so if I move back there, I would I would pitch the idea of bringing a statue, like like what
1: kind of try statue? Try to get some
0: tourism. I don't know. That's what I was trying to think of, like other like good small town statue ideas. So I have one. Okay, the world's largest cigarette. Well, just a giant cigarette, and when you push a button, it just just a dart right in the middle of town.
1: I think I know the answer to this one here already, but have you ever been to Flin Flon? No. So Flin Flon, Manitoba, um, they've got all these posts where you can park beside and stuff like that. But yeah, they're it's all like safety poles, yeah. Really. But they're they're all painted to look like cigarettes. They're white with like the. It's Intentionally?
0: Like,
1: I don't think they meant to do it, but they look like smokes all throughout town. You know, that has like the filter color on it and then the white part at the bottom and it's so weird. Flint Flon's a weird town. Yeah. Like Flint and Betty Flanagan. <laughs> what did you just say? Flint and Betty Flanagan, who is like the the town's
0: mascot.
1: <laughs> the the guy who like, you know, like, I guess Discovered the town,
0: Flint. A, can I just try to say that Flint, a, Flint, a Betty, Flint, flon- Betty Flanagan, Flint, Betty Flanagan. Yeah, Flint, Betty Flintflon. Flint, flan. flint a Betty Flanagan. Yeah, Flint, a Betty Flanagan. Alexi, could you say that? Flint, Betty Flanagan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look it up, and it's weird because if you look at him, it's almost like he's hitchhiking. He's got his thumbs out, but if you look at him at a certain angle, it looks like he's got a bone.
0: <laughs> like it does. To Betty Flanagan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so cigarette is on my list. The pair- other thought I was world's largest pair of fingerless gloves. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people in small towns love fingerless gloves for some reason. I think it would really represent the town, especially small town Ontario. If anyone's listening from Ontario, has been around those towns, it's a different vibe. Like prairie towns and small towns, even in the interior in BC. In the interior in British Columbia, they're they're what I called rippies, which okay. is a, a term I've coined, it's, it's, a, it's a cross between redneck and hippie. That's all of the interior of BC and the island. Rippies. Then you have, like, prairie towns, which are, like, the real small town. Like, mass operation farms. Like, like, just real small town, like, God's country, down-to-earth type folks. Then, small town southern Ontario is just, like, people who can't afford to live in Toronto. Like, like and it's just, like, it, like, not all of them. Not all of them. A lot of people are there by choice. I grew up there. And there's lots of great people, too. But it's just a, it's a different vibe. Like, it's very, it's very NASCAR. Like, maybe that's okay. the way to put it. Like, it's that vibe. It's a lot of, like, denim vests. Uh, a lot of, like, uh, yeah. Do you, do you get what I'm... Yeah, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So fingerless gloves would make sense. And then also on that front, I thought... And this is where I'm going to pitch first. Okay. The world's largest Kid Rock statue. Where? Just in the middle of town. It, that's the vibe of small town Ontario. It's the world's largest Kid Rock statue. And a lot like Tommy the Turtle, you got a pushing button. Kid Rock's got a pushing button. You push it and it's just like, Ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, 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 shake a boogie, set up, drop the boogie. And that would be it? Yeah, and it just does that part. You're like I'm rocking like a cowboy. That's my Kid Rock. I can't. That was bad. But... <laughs> it's just got a mustard stain right in the middle of it. I think, I think it's going to work. Alexa, are you in? Yeah, You need to put that pitch out there, man. Yeah, I, this, this is the pitch. Orno, Ontario. I don't know who the mayor is. I think it might be my dad. Uh, dad, look, we're going to get this Kid Rock statue on the go. And it'll bring some tourism dollars into my town. My town was is dying. Okay? It's a sad place right now. Growing up, we had one stoplight and one gas station. Those shut down while I still lived there. And then as of late, the bank shut down. Like, you know your town's poor when you can't have a bank, okay? Yeah. Then the grocery store shut down. Then the liquor store shut down.
1: Whoa, whoa, yeah. really?
0: Yeah. So then my dad came up with this genius solution where he started getting my brother to buy cheap beer in Quebec because he lives in Montreal. You can get the big, like, 60 packs for, like, yeah. way cheaper than Ontario. Then he brings it up. My dad breaks it up into six packs and sells it out of the garage to his friends <laughs> at a markup, which is a genius business model. But also definitely illegal, right? Like, you can't... Well, if I don't he's the, the mayor. If
1: he's the mayor of the yeah, town, yeah, he can do whatever the hell he wants, right? I is do, that how it works? A lot of
0: connections, okay? We're making <laughs> deals here. My dad's the redneck Al Capone. That's <laughs> illegally slinging booze. So, Dad, world's largest Kid Rock statue. It's coming. I love that.
1: I like that idea. That's good.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. This was fun. This is yeah. episode number two. I feel like we worked out a few of the kinks uh alexia i'm glad you have a mic so you can be part of this now yeah this is fun yeah thank <laughs> you very much as always uh we got to go through our thank yous thank you to uh jim bob john for uh the original music the theme song is a yeah, banger it's dope yeah as yeah, kids yeah. would say if you want to film a reel of yourself dancing to the theme music please send me an email tyler and lynch at gmail.com i will send you the music and then you can do a reel to it or a tiktok we should get it on tiktok yeah. Alexi, do you have tiktok i
2: do okay we're really? gonna get it on
0: tiktok <laughs> I think. I don't, I don't know how to work it. I think it's important it, so. to be on TikTok. <laughs> Anyways, we could send you the music there. Uh, big thank you to Jessica Wong for all the graphics. Uh, all that stuff looks amazing. Uh, big thank you to the Comedy Here Off in Podcast Network. As we mentioned, there's a ton of great shows on there. So, uh, you know, when you're done listening to us, go check out some of the other ones. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be guesting on some of those soon enough as well. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to them and 604 Records for allowing us to use the space. Uh, thank you to Alexi, as always, and uh, of course you for listening, giving us a, a shot on episode two. You got through episode one. It wasn't, it's was fine, it's fine. It's it the rusty. first it was rusty. we hadn't talked in two weeks, which yeah. is the longest I've gone without doing a show, like I only recently started taking two week vacations in my like radio career and you're so rusty when you get back. Besides that, I had got, I've gone 10 years, of, that's the longest I've ever gone without doing a show. So it's a little rusty. We shook it off, though. I feel good about this one.
1: One thing, too, is keep sending in your audio.
0: Yeah. I the audio it. is great. Lots of stories coming in. Uh, so send us an email, tylerlynch at gmail.com. Uh, and thank you for listening. Comment on the YouTube video. Give it the thumbs up. Uh, send it to your friends. And then on iTunes or Spotify, like, if you could definitely leave a rating and a review, it really would help. It makes a big difference. Uh, so please do that. And thank you very much for listening. Um... I don't think there's other any big thank yous. I'm missing anything? No, I think Alexa, I'm missing we're good. any thank
2: yous. Oh, no, you all good? Nailed
0: good. it. Perfect. All right, uh, let's wrap this up. Chad Kroger, Nickelback guarantee. We're still waiting. We'll see you soon.